0: Hey, hey, what do you say? It is Matt Meritea back again with the Sporting Chance podcast. Talking beer, sports, as always. Trying a new format today. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, But yeah, once the guitar kicks in, let's get into it. Yeah, and that's it. We're starting episode 63 of the Sporting Chance podcast. And I've decided I want to do things just a little bit differently um, because my biggest issue is consistency. And I think that's just because I've been making the podcasts too long. Right? A, a half hour is, I mean, it's not a ton of time, but when I'm talking to myself, And i'm having to jump from subject to subject i feel uh a certain level of fatigue (laughs) doing it Uh, mostly of talking and of my own voice and i feel like if i can feel that then you must be feeling that and you know that is the whole rigmarole gets me discouraged and then you know, I feel like it affects the rest of the show and yada, yada, yada. But anyway, essentially what I want to do is record shorter episodes and maybe do it multiple times during the week. Um, and you know, just start putting them out individually, you know, so maybe you'll get two or three episodes a week, depending, you know, just right. And there's different levels of busyness, timeliness, right? That all affects a a sports podcast, right? So you have to be, you know, in, in another realm when it comes to consistent, and I haven't been. So, to that effort, I just want to jump right into it. So, uh, this week's beer, we're going to go back to front a little bit, uh, is Mountain Ale by Shed Brewery. Picked it up while I was in New Hampshire visiting my brother Chris. Um, 7.4% ABV, 36 IBUs. 3.62 average on untapped. It's an unfiltered American brown ale. Notes of caramel and toffee. A uh, little hop bitterness. And uh, Mount Hood Hops and Northern Brewers. Uh, and Shed is from Vermont. I like Vermont. It's a fun place. It's still kind of winter here, so brown ale's nice. No can crack today. Good old bottle. And there we go. Three, two, and one. Nice pop there <sighs> yeah definitely has that sort of sweet toffee smell to it um, in a way actually it smells really good now this I actually picked up broom temp off a shelf at Wally World So, a Walmart buy. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out for me. But uh, so far, so good, right? Uh, Anyway, into the first topic of the day, one of two, I guess three, technically, uh, the flyers. So right now, essentially what I'm trying to tackle this week mentally is that i'm so down i'm down really bad on the flyers uh, and i'm really high on the sixers so uh essentially the point of this is vegetables first so i'm gonna go uh, th- through the flyers right and they just got their first win like their second win in the calendar of you know 2022 20, And it's very frustrating. I mean, they looked a lot better with Joel Farabee coming back into the lineup. And uh, uh, Derek Broussard there as well. But, I mean, really, they won February 1st against Winnipeg. Uh, Lost to Detroit. Lost to Detroit. OT lost to Pittsburgh. Lost to Washington. OT lost to Carolina. Lost to St. Louis. And then beat Washington. So that's two wins in February. That is really not good, right? January, uh, yeah, pretty much nothing, right? They were able to beat L.A. in overtime, right? So that's three wins in the calendar year of 2022, right? That is pretty putrid. Right. They somehow beat Vegas back in December and the Coyotes back-to-back. Three-game win streak, oof, the, the devils. Right, So right now, it looks like December is one of their most successful months, uh, which is not good. I mean, going into March, they're going to play everybody. They're going to play a lot. Tickets are going to be available. Uh, and you're going to get to see a really good look at guys like Isaac Radcliffe. You're going to get to see a lot of Farabee you might see some morgan frost hopefully some wade allison uh cam who knows but regardless with the trade deadline coming up there's going to be some movement right there's a possibility a guy like justin braun could be gone he's a really solid depth piece on a good team a guy like rasmus bristolainen he's going to command some free agent dollars he's playing relatively well uh, he's a guy who could be on the move if the Flyers and him can't come to some type of agreement. Even though the Flyers definitely want to keep him around, he's now kind of wary. Thanks to the fact that he's been shell-shocked in Buffalo his entire career and now is dealing with this. Uh, also, another guy on the look is Travis Konechny. I'm hearing reports from Darren Drager that you know, Toronto's taking a look at him. So who knows? But the the fact of the matter is that right now the Flyers are just kind of playing out the string and they've got to find out where their strengths are, where their future lies, and it has to be done sort of in this mess, right? Uh, Especially because you have a feeling Yo is not going to be the coach next year. So... Right, I think you have to keep Giroud, which I don't think you get fair value for him anyway in this trade market, especially depending on you know who you're looking to acquire him. I think the best thing you can do is you know try to move on from a JVR, right? Uh, try to move on from a Braun to you know recoup some picks, a little bit of money, uh, and You know, hope for the best because you should have a team that rounds into form next year if they can stay healthy. And that's a lot of if, but you really you're just building depth here and you're making sure guys get the minutes uh, that they need to develop and get to that next level. Right, because you have to hope that Couturier and Hayes come back next year well rested and ready to go. Same with Ryan Ellis and that that kind of fixes the team. because the roster isn't terrible, it's just the lack of depth, right? And this is the idea of a bad year. You're building depth. Right? And it's something that I personally, I guess, am learning and dealing with as a, as a high school coach now because you have, you're you going to have kids multiple years. They're going to be moving from teams to different teams uh, you know, within the whole high school structure. So it's about building depth. It's about figuring out who you can rely on. You know what you're doing long term, short term. You know what's best for the program as you go. And the Flyers are smack dab in the middle of that. Obviously, it's playing out on a much more expensive, uh, you know, high-stakes scale. But I think, you know, as bad as the record is, as tough as some of this hockey has been to watch, I think they're in a decent place. If the trade deadline goes well, if they're able to keep Giroux and, you know, get some decent value back from uh, those depth guys that can be moved, I think they're going to be in a pretty good place going forward with this roster. Yes, now, now I'm, I'm down on them for the rest of the season. It's going to be hard to watch, but you know what? It is what it is, right? We're hockey fans, we're Philadelphia fans, we will get through it. And now that's the boring hockey. That I had to talk about. The hockey I want to go over now is the blind pack cards I have. Uh as always, pick up my blind packs from Conti's Card Castle. Uh you know, he always puts good He always sneaks good cards in there, Uh, and you know, they're only a dollar, so, right, how can you not? All right, got it open, and let's see. All right, Conti's card castle has for me today, ooh, Alexander Barkov right, an OPG Platinum, right, Uh, these are fun cards, right, especially holographic cards, they're always worth a little bit more money, Uh, let's see some NHL Pro Sets, a Gary Roberts, Gary Suter, double dose of the Gear Bears there, right, both uh, pretty significant players during their time, right, Mike Vernon, so this is all flames cup team rick wamsley and that's great if you're set building uh keith brown adam Crichton, uh dirk graham steve conroyd steve larmer dave manson right so you have a whole bunch of blackhawks there uh, involved in that one right and it's some more bob mcgill Greg Miller, J.R., Jeremy Roenick, hello. Oop, there's a Denny Savard, Hit traded to the Canadians. I love the little marks on that. Wait, Dwayne Suter, Steve Thomas, Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson, now a, a coach. Let's check out this J.R., though. So this is from J.R.'s, I think, second year? Yeah right only has his 80 89 and 89 90 right so yeah that's gonna be a decent enough card here and then you got Chris knuckles nylon right um, you know he's a guy that's you know was in the league forever always fun yeah but right all these are fun cards These two are the ones that I could possibly, you know, make money off of or could turn into something depending on how you save it, right? So that's going to be fun to look at, right? That's going to be fun to translate over the future, right? And let's pull up the internate, right? Jeremy Roenick NHL Pro Set 91. (laughs) They have a bad one. They have a misprint. Um, Yeah. Right? But that card, good condition. It's a pre-owned, right? Two or three bucks. Right? But that sort of adds up, right, as you go along. Right? Uh, Alexander Barkov. OPG Platinum. O P G. Right, it, five five bucks on eBay. If that is the right one, all right. Doesn't look like it. Uh, looks like it might be an earlier one. All right, but either way five bucks is five bucks right and these are the things that add on and that if as you put become a more savvy collector over time these are the types of things where you can you know sort of package together and build up and it becomes a little more than a hobby you start making a little money maybe and it's not something i'm saying i'm intending to do but you know. It keeps giving me the possibility, and that's why you have to build, right? And this is a great way to do it dollar at a time, right? I could easily recoup the value of this pack thanks to that. And if I drank the entire six-pack I have of these mountain ales, I would probably try to do it almost immediately, right? It's got that good, dark brown flavor to it, right? Caramel, toffee, it's got a hint of sweetness. Um, the bitterness comes forward a little bit more, uh, I think, than normal for me. Maybe because of what I ate, maybe just because it was sitting out. Uh, but, you know, it's a rugged brown ale. Definitely feels like that. It's like a utilitarian meal beer, right? This is one that you have with like a pork chop or some chili, something like that. Gives it a little bit of sweetness, but yeah, it's it's a dinner beer for sure. Yeah, but I like that a lot. Um, you know, ah. and that's, I mean, essentially the end of the episode, right? This right, because I wanted to be shorter. I wanted to be uh, a better length in total. So I don't really have anything else to talk about. So, you know, check out the social media Sport Chance Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Matthew Marite on Twitter and Marite 22 on the Instagram, Untapped, uh Medium, you know, all these types of things. Uh but yeah. Uh you know, looking forward to see how this turns out. Uh thank you all for staying in, hanging in. Uh until next time. See ya. Cheers.